Previously on the Adventure Zone. Welcome, the three of you, to the Bureau of Balance. Excuse me, madam, what is your name? Uh, the director is fine. The Bureau of Balance has a singular purpose, to collect and destroy powerful artifacts like mm-hmm. the gauntlet that you have in your possession right now. We would be happy, actually, to hire the three of you on as reclaimers. Oh! Was walk 500 miles. I never had that on cassette, homie. You hear her say, Welcome to the test of initiation. I want to disable its hands without disabling the whole automaton. You very, very slowly tear his arms off. (laughs) Something in your pack begins to rattle feverishly. What you pull out is actually the umbrella that you found uh, in Wave Echo Cave. I'm going to use magic missile. You point the umbrella at the ogre, blast him, and he falls over backwards. Congratulations, you have passed the test of initiation. Yeah! Baller. What if the game is real life and everything else is just a game? Think about it. The Avenger Zone! Three of you are uh, back in the director's office, essentially. Um, Hi, and, everyone's high fiving. Uh, yeah, there's. A, it's kind of like the end of uh, Star Wars Episode Four. There's there's a, a a lot of people in the blue and white uh, uniforms that are all sort of standing around applauding as you walk into the chamber. Uh, you hear c- cries from the audience of like, "I can't believe you ripped that robot's arms off. That was sick." Like, and I'm really, high-fiving like, them with the robot's arms, and everyone's kind of laughing at it, but also a little horrified. Yeah, they allowed you to keep that as a little uh, a little trophy for your mm-hmm. uh, accomplishment. Um, if you don't uh, think I'm writing that down and using that in a battle with a giant spider later, you are wrong. Yeah, you'll yeah you'll do any dumb shit. Um, so you <laughs> uh, you three uh, approached the. Did, did we settle on how the word Deus was pronounced? That's correct. Deus. It is Deus. Okay. Uh, the three of you approach the uh, Deus, and the director uh, is uh, standing there, also very doing sort of a, uh, a queenly clap, very like very uh, sort of a golf clap, uh, if you will. And she says, uh, "We're all very, very impressed. You all, uh, we've we've seen a lot of different solutions to the uh, to the test of initiation, but nothing quite so colorful as that. So." Uh, uh, congratulations are in order. The three of you are now uh, fully-fledged members of our order. Uh, we are happy to have you on as reclaimers, uh, and we are pleased to present you each with your tailor-made uh, bracers of Woo! Br- yeah! bracers of balance is what we call them. We're we're really into uh, alliteration here. She says, um, and Bully. Uh, she claps. Davenport. Uh, and Davenport, the gnome butler, uh, walks out carrying uh, another tray. Uh, this tray has three bracers of varying sizes. Um, uh, and the director points out, make sure that you put on the right one, because uh, once those go on, they never come off. So uh, make sure oh, whoa, that you, whoa, whoa, you, you want to make sure and put on the one that was tailor-made for you, or else there will be um, some permanent discomfort. 
Um, I'm I'm concerned about bracer stink. What what's the policy for that? Do you have a certain sort of detergent? Um, we each uh, initiate in the border uh, in the uh, Bureau of Balance uh, is also granted a special brush that you get, and you can just <laughs> sort of get it in there and do some grout some grouting for your arm stink. There's going to be a smell. I'm not going to lie to you. Each of our initiates does have to deal with a smell, but you get used to it. And certain people I've learned actually kind of come to like it. Does does the wrist turn green ever under the bracer? Uh, if it does, you'll never know. Oh, good. Okay. So at least you have that going, I suppose. Um, uh, yeah, so Davenport hands uh, each of you your uh, bespoke... Bracer, and she says, uh, "Oh, uh, put those on your left wrist." By the way, uh, well, actually, what 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 dominant hand are each of you? I'm ambidextrous. Yeah, of, of course, course you are. Uh, I I'm for right. Okay, That's just make sure you don't put it. It's it's easier we find to have it on your non-dominant hand, but I suppose it's up to you. I'll put it on my left. I'll put okay. it on my left. Okay. Um, as you clasp it on, the uh, clasps on these, these are uh, pure silver bracers uh, with the Bureau of Balance rune on it. Um, and as you clasp them shut, the clasps themselves disappear. Oh, um, no, wait, my right. <laughs> leaving, <laughs> leaving just a continuous band of uh, silver uh, with the rune on it. And she says... Uh, Welcome to the club. This is very exciting. We have not had uh, new reclaimers in the order for quite some time. Well, it's no wonder. Why is that? Well, it's a tough process getting in. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's so not it a very high uh, completion rate uh, for the test, but the, the three of you don't have to worry about that ever again. Uh, you've already been ha- paid uh, handsomely your finder's fee uh, for finding the gauntlet, and you will be paid uh, as such each time you can find a grand relic. Uh, for one of us. There are six left. Um, your job duties will just include following up on any promising information that our uh, seekers and spies find for us. Uh, we will send you out on missions and you will uh, do what you did in Fandolin, ideally without involving the destruction of an entire city and well, the loss of thousands of souls. I mean, ideally, yeah, but like... It's collateral damage. Stuff. Will, that be, will that come out of our paycheck, or what's the story there? Oh, no, no. If it did, you all would actually owe us a hefty sum of money. Well, what was right. our paycheck, by the way? Just kind of curious. 600 large. Um, Each. She said, now, under- I understand. Um, we are certainly sympathetic to the fact that not everybody who joins the Bureau um, is interested in monetary gain. <laughs> um it sounds by your guffawing that you are not counted uh, among them. Uh, a lot of people who come to join the Bureau are interested in the acquisition of power as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, and that is something that we are actually very well equipped to uh, help you out with. This is our eighth episode. I've learned that money's a sucker's game. There's no, <laughs> nowhere to use it ever. Uh, she says, I'm actually, for real estate. Um, we have, I, I just uh, want a dog. I just want favors. We, I have a dog. You don't have a dog. What? Stop lying. You have no a dog? Ruby. When did you get a dog? Dogs are... Ruby. That, that first episode, Ruby. You Ruby forgot was, to feed Ruby like, for the last, like, eight like, episodes. Yeah, much like the daughter from Family Matters, it just kind of disappeared. <laughs> um, uh, no dogs are allowed on the moon, unfortunately. What? She says. 
Yeah, it's a st- well. They here's the problem. They just run right off the goddamn thing. <laughs> well, I'd <laughs> keep him on a leash and I'd feed him and I'd walk him every day and I'd make sure he didn't commit suicide off the moon. Yeah, that dog's allowed on the moon is my favorite Weird Al album. <laughs> I love the cover when it's like that dog with bug eyes in a spacesuit. Um, no dogs allowed on the moon. We actually have a. This is ground control to major <laughs> dog. Um, we have actually uh, permitted uh, an independent retailer space uh, on our campus. Uh, if you want, you can actually spend some of your uh, hard-earned money at the Fantasy Costco um, and purchase... It's called Fantasy Costco? Uh, that is the name of the establishment. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> I didn't name it, of course. I named the Bureau of Balance, which I thought was very um, um, a, a, a terrific name. Uh, much, much better, inarguably, than Fantasy Costco. But and Davenport came up with that, right? Uh, no, he does not run the Fantasy Costco. He is my charge, my ward. Isn't that right, Davenport? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Davenport. I'm a Pokemon, apparently. <laughs> Davenport, Davenport. Davenport, Davenport, Davenport. Um, she says, um, but in addition to uh, monetary rewards, we do have a system in place for um, allotting each of you a certain measure of power. Um, now, of course, the strictures of our order prohibit us from um, granting each other magic items. Um, cool. Obviously, lesser magic items we uh, will permit you to keep. I notice you have some loafers of leaping uh, mm-hmm. there. Um, we, we will not take those from you because we find uh, it's a necessary evil for you to do your job to have uh, My loafers items. are not evil. Uh, you, certainly not. Compared to the, the gauntlet that you just destroyed, uh, those leapers, those leap, leaping yeah. loafers are not going to destroy an entire city, certainly. Um, however, our, our, our order is not allowed to, uh, does, does not permit us to give each other magic items, but we do have, uh, sort of a clever workaround for that. Um, and Davenport will now, uh, pay you your final reward, your final, uh, He's gonna uh, kill us! Finder's fee. He's going to murder the three of you. <laughs> Thank you for your service. Goodbye. Is this like a signing bonus? Murder, yes, this murder, is murder, that is a terrific, suicide. terrific way of thinking about it. Uh, this is your signing bonus. Um, and Davenport presents you with another tray with three large uh, copper, uh, very intricately printed uh, tokens on it uh, and hands one to each of you. Mine says uh, good for one back rub. Uh, <laughs> Davenport wakes. <laughs> <laughs> Davenport. <laughs> Davenport. Um, Davenport. No Davenport. Down. Davenport. Sprays no. him with a water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you uh, present those to the uh, our resident artificer, he will help you out with uh, acquiring a few new tools that you can use on your adventure. Uh, you're going to want to leave this dome, head to uh, <laughs> this third dome on your right, um, and then inside that dome is actually a smaller dome. God damn it, we love domes around here. <laughs> um, and inside you will find the Artificer's Chambers. Do you have any uh, questions about your new job, your duties, um, anything along those lines? What, what happens with the brazers once we found all seven objects? Oh, shit, she says. <laughs> okay. Um, Maybe that's our reward for finding all the objects. Yes, is that we... Very quickly cut your hand off and get the bracer off there. But then we attach the hand back, and it's, like, not a big deal. 
Sounds cool to me. I have a question. Yes, yes. Was the seventh object love the whole time? Because I'd like to know that up front. I can't, I can't run around for 40 episodes and at the end find out the seventh object was love. I cannot. So I would ask up front if the seventh object is love. We don't have enough. It would be um, irresponsible for me to confirm or deny that right now. Uh, we don't have I enough intel it. to confirm that the Heads ma- up, guys! The seventh object is love! <laughs> we can't confirm or deny if the magic was inside you Okay, just, it was inside just blink the twice, time, blink twice the if the seventh object is love. What I'm saying is, once we get six, let's head back here and just chill. <laughs> Wait, is the seventh <laughs> object Harry Potter? Was he the seventh I, object the whole time? No, I guarantee it's love. She won't even say it's not love, it's totally love. Just to like, like, remember, okay? Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. okay. Let's get the, uh, we get the other ones, but it's love. Perfect. Um, well, we have a way to identify the objects, or do we have to just keep bringing magical shit we find and say, "Is this one of them? Is this <laughs> one of them? <laughs> whatever magical detritus hose into our field of vision <laughs> right. will bring to you like stray dogs? This is an empty. I wine found a bottle. rock that's kind of warm when it should be cold. Is that one? Yeah, you nailed it. Hand that bad boy over, <laughs> or it's charcoal. Uh, any other non-terrible questions, she says. Um, is there a health plan? Uh, just don't die. I actually do have a question. Out out in the world, are there agents that we should be on the lookout? Like, is there a way to identify one another aside from the bracer? Uh, I mean, you have a a pretty big silver bracer on that that will typically uh, help you out. If if you're ever sent on a mission where you will need to uh, correspond with uh, another member of the Bureau, we will certainly let you know ahead of time to keep an eye out. Uh, We we value teamwork here. And does the bracer do anything other than summon the glass ball balloon thing? Oh, it does allow us to know exactly where you are at all times. How do we get around? What kind of transportation do you provide? Uh, we uh, we do you pay for gas. There, well, yeah. You know, is there mileage reimbursement? Uh, mostly, we just uh, again. This is um, going to sound much more unpleasant than it actually is. We fired you out of a cannon. Cool. Um, you're gonna love it. It's a very efficient form of travel that uh, skips over a lot of boring narrative of, you know, walking through a goddamn forest for two days or something. Uh, as far as you know, is there a um... get closer to the mic, sweetheart? Uh, it's, <laughs> no, there's. Oh god. Okay. Yeah. I. Uh, my question. What the, uh, that, as... what the fuck happened to your voice? So, I'm. T- I was telling you guys. Okay. My oh. question is coming now. So my question <laughs> is this. <laughs> Um, as far as you know, is there another like? Are there is there a bad bureau of balance? Like a, a bad bureau guys? of imbalance? So, a bad bureau of imbalance? As far as we know, the 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 rogue wizards um, who called themselves red robes. As far as we know, the 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 rogue wizards who created all of these uh, weapons of mass destruction, these these red robes, uh, are all gone. They they have all um, most of them were killed in the mad hunt for these objects. Um, but, but as far as we know, we, we have not seen any red robes. If you notice any uh, on your journey, if you encounter any... If we see uh, someone in a red robe, kill them. Got no, it. No, don't. It's, it's imperative that you bring them to us, that you allow us to uh, detain them, because the information that they hold may be invaluable. What if it's just a regular person wearing a red robe? Well... I guess just be careful and use your best judgment, I guess. <laughs> Got it. Like Hugh Hefner? Why or would like he... Little Red Riding Robe? Yep. yep. All right, I'm walking away. Okay. 
Okay, we Did do we that. Did we level up, by the way? You're going to in two? the next, in okay. 15 minutes. 15 minutes to level up town. All right. 15 minutes to level up. I don't know what the hell we're going to do in the artificer's office. It's going to make us level up, but fine. <laughs> he says, you're leveled up now. You enter into the artificer's uh chambers and it is a uh it's a pretty strange looking room there's um uh there is an a gnome with a long 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 white beard uh sitting behind a desk uh and the desk uh has on it a book that is bigger than the gnome is it's it's a very very it's an enormous tome um and behind him is a large machine what looks like uh, with a, uh, a, a a huge glass tank on the top of it, um, containing uh, a lot of smaller spherical capsules inside, um, and on the front of uh, there's there's a metallic base for this tank with a uh, small <laughs> slot in it and Griffin, a did you remake the thing from Shenmue? And uh, underneath the handle is a small uh, door. <laughs> Okay, Gervin. Make the thing from Shinmu. <laughs> Gervin made the thing from Shinmu. You know, Shinmu didn't Griffin invent. Gervin put the capsule game from Shinmu in our game. <laughs> well, and also the capsule game from Kroger and uh, any number of <laughs> grocery establishments. Um, and the artificer says, oh, he needs a voice. Um, Hello, come on in. Come on, well, <laughs> no, not that one. My He's voice not. is quite i quite deep for my small stature, but welcome. Welcome to my chambers. My name is Leon. Welcome. Welcome to my uh my little slice of uh of the moon, as I call it. Uh I assume the three of you have been uh have been paid some tokens. Yes. <laughs> is that this gym crackery we were given earlier? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I take out my token and tacos because he couldn't be trusted to keep track of his. And I hand it back to him. Uh, He says, uh, thanks. uh, (laughs) He he says, uh, as I'm sure you've been uh, informed, uh, man, this voice sucks. You're right, Travis. I need something else. What? What? Just lean into the George Takeness of that voice. Yeah, I think if you just kind of melt it. Um, As I'm sure the three of you have been informed, uh, uh, we are not allowed to give one another magical items. However... If we allow uh, Lady Luck or Divine Intervention or whatever you'd like to, to call it, however you like to think of, of chance or fate, uh, we can allow those forces to grant you uh, magic items using this special machine. Uh, here, any, uh, any magic items that are picked up in the field and not used by one of our agents go into the machine and then are given out to agents uh, carrying that special commendation that you have uh, in a random manner. Uh, Am I going to so, end up with, like, magic socks? Uh, God knows you could end up with magic socks. You could end up with a dr- spear made out of dragon boners or something. I don't know. <laughs> What the dragon boner spear. That actually sounds pretty good. It does sound pretty rad, doesn't it? I um, think that was supposed to be the awesome option. Uh, I don't know uh, what what you're going to end up with. You don't know what you're going to end up with. Uh, it's uh, actually very exciting, if you ask me. Um, but if you have any questions about the items that you have or items that you found, uh, uh, any items that you get out of the machine, you can let me know. And I have uh, a big book here that will uh, help me diagnose it. Do you, uh, can I ask you about this 
umbrella I have. Do you recognize this one? That? Let me see that, he says, uh, and, and takes it off your hands and, and looks it over um, and says, uh, oh my goodness, where did you find this? Doesn't matter. Up your mom's butt. What is it? <laughs> well, that's... <laughs> it doesn't... It, I found it in a cave or something. Okay. It was like six episodes ago. <laughs> I think a dead guy had it? This, uh... <laughs> This is, uh, there are very few of these, Taco. You should count yourself very lucky to, uh, yeah. to have something like this. Uh, this is, seemed good. This is called an Umbra Staff, uh, which were created by an order of wizards called the, well, the Umbra Wizards. Uh, and they were a clever source. Did you say they, the Umbra um, Umbra with an A. Uh, Known for their baggy shorts. Great and their love skills. of soccer. <laughs> their love of soccer. The Umbra Wizards. <laughs> Uh, they created magical items that looked like normal everyday items that would allow them to conceal uh, conceal those those staves and wands uh, and allow them to bring it into battle uh, unseen. So this, is, this is before they invented baggy shorts and that they used those to conceal mm-hmm. all their magical items. Yes, all of the, they, car, they, the cargo they, pockets. Again, like I said, a very clever order of wizards and very fashionable. Um, what what makes these uh, what makes these uh, staves interesting is that they are able to consume the power of any magical item used by a wizard that you have bested in combat uh, and absorb Ooh. their powers and become stronger. Um, so you will want to hang on to this because it is uh, this is quite a rare find. Excellent! Thanks so much. Um, he says, actually, right, I hand he, him the warm rock I found and say, what is this? This is a cold rock, a hot rock that you could use to maybe sear a thinly cut slice of Kobe beef. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Beef. Beef. No, shut up, no. Davenport. We have beef. You already had meat, so you need to calm down. We didn't have a ground, did we? No. Yeah, the grinder ground it. Oh, um. Crap. <clears throat> he says, uh, any, "Well, how is anybody feeling? Uh, anybody feeling lucky? Anybody well, want to take a, a take a spin? Let me ask you something first. Oh boy, I can't wait to see what you get." And Merle hands him a tiny, pitiful, armless robot. Okay. Oh. No, he wasn't tiny. <laughs> what the fuck did you guys do to this thing? Well, <laughs> it's not we. We we didn't. Fate did this to the robot. <laughs> this thing about it? This thing looks like it had its arms ripped off very slowly and cruelly. No. <laughs> no, that would be awful. Uh, robots are not my area of expertise. Okay, I'll just hang on to it. Uh, uh, I'll go first. I'll spin the big machine first. Okay. Uh, there's no spinning, mostly uh, cranking. Um, ah. But, uh, yeah, insert your coin into the slot, and let's see where we go. Okay, I take the coin. so excited. Put it in the slot, and I start a-cranking. All right, you start cranking. Uh, I want you to roll a d20. Okay. Now, Griffin. Uh Uh-huh. Is there a shitty, is there, like, uh, what's behind door number three? Oh, Oh, it's nothing. all kinds of items in the fantasy gashapon. I want you to know. Nineteen. Okay, nineteen. Uh, okay, a very small capsule. Very, very small um, capsule pops out of the door at the bottom of the machine, the fantasy gashapon. 
Um, and okay. as you uh, pick it up and pop it open, you find a very small uh, clasp, like an like a, a um, like an earring, but like a clip-on type thing that sort of goes over the outside of your ear. Can we look this up in the old book? Yes, let's see. Let's see. Uh, we'll open up to index. Oh, C. you lose D and D for clasps. Uh, oh, this is actually a very interesting item. This is called the True Heart Clasp. Uh, you you wear it on your ear, and it uh, aids you in knowing a person's true intentions. Ooh. Um, which, in game terms, means that uh, on insight checks, which are what you do to tell if somebody's telling you the truth or if they have an ulterior motive, sort of knowing the, the intention behind a person's words and actions... Uh, whenever you make one of those checks, you'll get plus two to it and advantage on every insight check. Excellent. Nice. I put on the earring. Okay. It looks very dashing. It is. Um, it looks really good. Thanks. Pulling thanks. it off. Um, anybody else? Anybody want to go next? I'll go. Okay. okay. Pop that bad boy <laughs> in there. I have a coin. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. Just go ahead and put it right Put it right in the machine, and let's see. I can't wait. I hand him my coin. Okay, but you have to, you have to put it in the machine you because have to crank it's, there's like a whole like fate and chance and like divine <laughs> intervention thing that I set up for you. Where so does the coin go? Into the coin shaped hole. Excellent. On the front of the machine. Just good news. I've solved your puzzle. Well. <laughs> Well, um, <laughs> I take I take the coin back. Okay, so I'm gonna I put, it, take, I put it in the slot. You take it and you put it right in the slot. Good, you're halfway there now. Just crank that handle <laughs> to the right, to the right, to the right, to the left, no, nope. to the right. Yes, to the right. Yes. Now we're doing roll, we're doing the goddamn Cupid shuffle now. So go ahead. No, I roll, roll, I do an insight check. Okay, on what? On the guy to see if he's telling the truth about turning right. Okay, go ahead and roll a d- a d20. 15. Yeah. 15. Uh, yeah, he's telling the absolute truth. You can try and turn right. it to the left. I, I crank to the left. It doesn't. It sure. just doesn't go. It's, uh, there's, there's some sort of me- mechanism in there that is preventing it from turning left. I crank right. Okay. You crank it to the right. Roll a d20 for me. 16. 16. Okay, uh, another very small uh, capsule pops out of the uh, door at the bottom of the chamber. Um, and you pop it open and find a uh, a blue steel ring. Um, it and... causes you to pose for modeling constantly. No, it is, it's, it's a, like a cobalt oh. ring. Um, that is actually very cool to the touch. Um, and you hand it towards leon who says uh let's see rings we have quite a few rings in there so this may take a while um that earring by the way merle just looks very good very dashing i wish i wish that i were lucky enough to get something like that out of the machine uh ring rings rings sell it to you oh no really no 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 i think that's against the rules right i mean that oh yeah oh yes absolutely definitely wink he winks (laughs) definitely definitely don't sell those to anybody wink 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 uh, he says, as soon as I put this earring on, he says that uh, is a ring of frost uh, taco. And what this uh, ring does is uh, when the wearer uh, is holding any beverage, it makes that beverage very frosty and refreshing. Excellent. It's a koozie ring. Uh, 
And uh, it also uh, defends you against any frost-based damage. So that should help also. But its well, main purpose is frosty that's, beverages. That's too bad, but we got the frosty beverages thing. We got frosty nice. beverages. Uh, yeah, so any beverage you hold while holding it in your Ring of Frost hand will be chilly and refreshing. Uh, and you also have resistance to frost damage, which means you will take half damage from frost damage from now on. Don't drink coffee with it. Okay. Unless, unless you, you like it. Unless, unless that's your jam. Chilled. Right. Yeah. yeah. That might be his jam. Yeah, true. Uh, okay. My turn. Okay, Magnus, spin it. Let's see if we can't get something a little bigger out of there. Yeah. Um, I pop my coin in. I turn the knob. Uh, I got a six. I mean, this isn't necessarily a higher numbers, better thing. It's just I have different items set to different numbers. Um, Six, uh, a very large, uh, a more ovular shaped capsule uh, pops out. Sort of like a very magic dog, magic dog, magic dog. You pop open that capsule, uh, and inside is an axe. A very, a very, um, uh, Plain-looking axe with a uh, long wooden handle and a red uh, wedge head on the end of it. Um, just sort of a, just sort of a, uh, a basic like lumberjack's axe, essentially. Um, which you hand to Leon, and he says, uh, "Let's see, uh, axe. Is that A X or A X E? I always, I can never seem to remember how we spell A X. A X E is the body spray." Okay, I'm not 100% sure you're right on that one, but let's see. Oh, who knows? Uh, This is uh, a very powerful axe uh, called Rail Splitter. And Rail Splitter uh, is more powerful than your standard axe, despite its humble trappings. Um, And it is said that the Rail Splitter can, in a single swipe, chop down any tree. um, Sweet. with With one swipe of the axe. Um, That's good for him because he hates trees. I do. Um, I detest them. Uh, so this is a plus one battle axe, which means you get plus one to your uh, attack and damage rolls with it. Um, and like he said, once per day, you can use the rail splitter to fell any tree with one go. Well, and you grow a beard like Abe Lincoln. Now, I want to clear some things up. Magnus has a beard. He's just got bushier sideburns than the rest of his beard. Nope, that's not canonical. That, that is, is canonical. Not cano- no, that's you can't just make shit one. up. That is from day, day one, one I said that shit. That. In all the art, though, it's just the I burns. know. That's why I'm clearing it up right now. No, artists, our legion of wonderful, incredible artists, don't you listen to him. <laughs> if you go back and, and listen to the first episode, he specifically says... He has beards and a sideburn, but his beard... His you can establish that, beard. but in the next chapter, I'm going to make a dragon burn your goddamn beard <laughs> off. <laughs> Mayor the dragon burns your beard away. Leon says, that was a pretty good... Th- I'm not going to lie to you guys. There's a lot of stinkers in there. There's a lot of stinkers and a lot of clunkers. The three of you fared very well. Um, but you will, uh, you'll, you'll receive uh, more tokens for laudable efforts in the field so uh i guess uh anytime you have a question about anything you find out there or have some tokens to uh throw to the whims of fate uh you uh let me know and uh so this isn't retroactive to all the wizards we've already killed what are you talking oh no you're talking about the umbrella oh no you don't get one token per wizard you murder 
uh, or else uh, you could go on some sort of horrible spree down on uh, a surface level, and uh, we don't encourage that type of behavior. All right. Well, that's fine. Yeah. Why don't we go to Fantasy Costco, and you can level up while you're walking around? Because, you know, like, you can't go to Costco and just, like, knock out a Costco run in, like, ten minutes. You're going to yeah, be you gotta try. You got to eat some snacks. Yeah, you're going to eat some. They, we have a new Kashi. It's Kashi 2. You're going to love it. Um, Even so, Kashier yeah. than before. You're looking around your price. Uh, you're doing some comparison shopping on some fruit leather. Hey, everybody. This is Griffin McElroy, your dungeon master and your best friend. Yeah, sure. Fuck it. I'm your best friend now. That is happening. Thank you all so much for listening to The Adventure Zone Episode 9, the third part of our interlude uh, chapter which we have titled Moonlighting. Thank you all for listening to and sharing and reviewing the show. We have uh, one new uh, character named after a person for someone who shared the show using the the Zonecast hashtag. This one is for Leon Roselar, uh, whose name you might recognize from all the fucking fantastic episode recap art uh, that they have done for all of our episodes. Um, uh, you can find all of it on our Tumblr page, which is theadventure.zone. Uh, you can get a look at all of the the episode recap art and all of the art that people have sent in. That, that website is also a good way to keep track of uh, new episodes as they come up and things like character sheets. I'm going to post uh, all three uh, Justin, Travis, and Dad's character sheets uh, after they have updated them because I'm bumping them up a couple levels. Um, so you can find all that on theadventure.zone. We have an aura frame here at our house, and we primarily use it to show pictures of our kids and the fun stuff that we do. And my favorite thing about it is that it's so easy to upload pictures on that as soon as we get home from doing something fun, we just immediately put the pictures up there so we don't forget to do it. You know, because I, I've tried, we try to do picture frames and stuff in the past, and then we never remember to put them on. But with Aura, it's so easy to load it up that it has become kind of a, a digital scrapbook more than anything else. So if you have been looking to get the pictures that are trapped in your phone and set them free in a way that other people can see them, might I recommend Aura Frames. They're stylish, they're easy to use, you're gonna love it. And it was named the number one digital picture frame by Wirecutter, and for a good reason. It's so easy to set up, and they have different frame options, all kinds. And the best part is it comes with unlimited storage. So right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frames with code ADVENTURE. That's A-U-R-A frames.com promo code ADVENTURE. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it's me, the internet's Travis McRoy. Yes, that's right. Powerful influencer, Travis McRoy. You know, people are always asking me, Travis... How did you become such a powerful influencer in the world? Well, I'll let you in on my secret. It's Squarespace. Yes, that's right. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything. Your products, content you create, or even your time. What? What influencer doesn't do that? I ask you. I'll wait. That's right. None of them. They all do that, and you can do it with Squarespace. 
Okay, here's uh, just as an aside, you can also use Squarespace even if you're uh, not an influencer, um, and even if the idea of being an influencer uh, makes you throw up a little bit in your mouth, don't worry, Squarespace is still useful. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with the best-in-class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. With Squarespace scheduling, clients can quickly view your availability and book their own reservations, appointments, or classes, and you can sell products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools for you. So go to squarespace.com adventure for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use offer code ADVENTURE to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Chicago! We're coming to you. We're coming for you. We're coming at you. And we're also coming to C2E2. And we're doing live shows. All a bunch of stuff in April. April 24th, we're going to be doing My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is nearly sold out. And Taz, which is selling out fast. So do not wait. April 25th is Taz. April 24th is My Brother, My Brother and Me. April 26th through the 28th, we're doing C2E2. Schedule to be announced. You can get your C2E2 badges now, but you do not need a badge to attend the live shows. Tickets for those shows are on sale at bit.ly slash Tours. All the information is there. Go check it out. Also, we've got a newsletter in case you've been wondering what's the best way to keep up with our new tour dates and announcements and stuff like that, go to bit.ly slash newsletter. And of course, check out all of the merch over at macroymerch.com. A lot of great stuff. Fungalore sticker pack, um, naming of the year poster. Uh, we've got the little sailor man pin and 10% of all proceeds this month go to the Foundation for Black Women's Wellness. So go check it out, macroymerch.com. And now back to the show. This is very exciting. We have a Jumbotron message. For this episode of The Adventure Zone, our very first Jumbotron, if you've listened to My Brother, My Brother and Me or uh, any of the other shows on the Maximum Fun Network, uh, you already know about Jumbotrons. They are personal or business messages that you can purchase that will go in the middle of the show. Uh, you can find them at MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron, uh, where you can send out a message to a buddy or a loved one, or you can promote your thing. Here's an example of what one of those sound like, because this is one of those. Uh, this, this Jumbotron was sent to us by Illustration. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. It's like the word illustration, but instead of an O at the end, there's an A at the end. I-L-L-U-S-T-R-A-T-I-A-N. Illustration. I kind of like how that is pronounced better than the standard version of the word. I want you to visit www.illustration.com slash commish, that's C-O-M-M-I-S-H, and subscribe to Illustration on Instagram for a chance to win a monthly full-body portrait giveaway. Now, Illustration is an artist uh, who has done some terrific work. If you follow me on Twitter, you will recognize their handiwork as my Twitter avatar, which I adore and am never going to change, probably. Uh, if you like the look of that, you can get a portrait uh, from this link, illustration.com slash commish. Uh, they're doing portrait commissions, which make great gifts. Uh, they specialize in D&D character portraits, which is appropriate. Uh, they actually won our art contest and won a signed uh, player's handbook, uh, which we actually delivered during our Candle Nights show, which was really fun. Uh, and yeah, they made my Twitter avatar. So check that out. And if you like the look of it, uh, you can get some portrait commissions done. Uh, they also do freelance illustration work. So if you want it drawed, they will draw it. Again, that is illustration.com slash commish. 
One more super exciting thing. Uh, next week, we are kicking off Max Fund Drive, which is the uh, pledge drive that the Maximum Fund Network, which we are a very proud member of, as is my brother, my brother, me, Sawbones, and Bunker Buddies, all members of the McElroy family of products on Maximum Fund. We love it. We've been a member of it for a long time. We adore their mission statement and all of the other shows on the network, which you can find at MaximumFund.org. If you haven't listened to them, go listen to them. They're all terrific. Maximum Fund is a donor-supported network. Once a year, we have a pledge drive where we ask uh, listeners of the show to consider donating once a month. Um, and in doing so, you will get some awesome pledge gifts, which we will announce next week. Uh, and you will also get bonus content for every single show on the network. So if you like uh, The Adventure Zone, you're tired of waiting two weeks between episodes, we feel you. Uh, you can get a bonus episode, uh, which is actually a 45-minute long prequel to uh, the Adventure Zone saga as we know it. It is a, a meeting of the minds between Taco, Merle, and Magnus, their origin story and how they met. Um, it was super, super fun. It was a really, really fun thing to record, and it, I think it turned out really well. Um, so, yeah, you can get that and bonus episodes of My Brother, My Brother, and Me and every other show on the network, like Jordan, Jesse, Go, Stop Podcasting Yourself, Throwing Shade, um, hours and hours and hours and hours of content uh, for being a monthly donor. But not only that, you help support us and you help support uh, the shows that we do. Max Fun Drive kicks off uh, next Monday. So we will see you there and uh, let you know all of the stuff that we get up to during the two weeks that the Max Fun Drive runs. That's it. Uh, let's get back to the episode. Again, uh, time to go shopping at the Fantasy Costco. Going to do some leveling up. And then uh, uh, our next episode will be the start of a new campaign chapter starring Taco, Merle, and Magnus uh, that I'm really, really excited about to get to. So thank you all so much for listening. Thank you all so much for your support and for sharing the show and just for everything. We really, I can't tell you how much we appreciate the support that we've gotten uh, since since we went live with this thing just a few short months ago. Uh, enjoy the rest of the episode, and we will see you next time. Fantasy Costco, where all your dreams come true. We got it all. <laughs> I love Fantasy Costco. This place is great. Yeah, the deals are terrific. I'm so glad I became a member. Do you need 36 pairs of Puma socks? Do you need a box with 144 strips of fruit leather in it? What do you need? Because we got it. We also have adventuring items. Uh, the, the four of you walk to the massive, massive Fantasy Costco building. It's the biggest building and only non-dome-shaped structure on the campus, which you're certain that the organizers of the, the Bureau of Balance are not so psyched about. But this is an independent retailer, uh and uh which means that they are allowed to sell you magic items um without uh any interference by the bureau so uh all of that gold that you've been fucking nonstop complaining about justin uh you now can spend on things um a lot of the inventory of the fantasy costco was stocked by listeners of the show um uh, so thank you everybody i think we got like we got like 150 Different item submissions in for people. I will say that many of those items were Tex-Mex in nature. Thank you for those submissions. But uh, I think I might handle the storytelling like at my own pace, which is to say accidentally saying uh, uh, taco-related keywords uh, and having having that be canonical. Um, but yeah, have you guys thought about each of you has 600 gold pieces? Have you thought about how you might like to spend it? How much uh, is a dog? 
Uh, non-existent. Remember, no dogs on the moon. Even even well. Fantasy Costco could not sneak one of those pups past. Uh... Also, Travis, I don't like believe in puppy mills, so that's like sort of my thing. Sort no, of like one of the things puppies that they sell. <laughs> yeah, at Fantasy Costco. As long well, as it's a-, a fantasy, why can't it be my fantasy? <laughs> I'd like to observe that I think we have more than six hundred gold each. I mean, we got thirty gold. From the sack of golden teeth. Are you, are you about to math? If you want to math this out, if you have been actually calculating and tabulating all of the fake currency I've been throwing in your direction, then that's fine. I was just sort of rounding it for, for oh, oh. brevity. I think we need to go up to 750 just from what I'm looking at my... I have been writing it all down. Um, no. Are you sure? Are you 100% sure? No. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you just made a bluff roll against your own son um, and failed. Uh, no, 600 gold each. We got a lot of great items in here. Um, a few highlights. We have uh, the Stones of Far Speech from Greg Glass. Those are 100 gold pieces each. Uh, those basically function as little stone walkie-talkies. That's neat. Uh, our very own Drew Davenport sent in an item uh, called the Phantom Fist, which allows you to knock enemies back with unarmed blows um those could be nice that's a nice option you got the extreme teen bible uh which i added there uh which is a plus one holy symbol which would make merle's uh uh spells a little bit more potent Um, i like the ring of pointing from daniel Kiefer, a copper ring with an inlaid ruby uh that can be used as it shoots a laser out and it can be used as a distraction or to highlight salient information during business (laughs) presentations (laughs) Uh, yeah, a, a lot. Of, some of these items I had to tweak uh, a little bit for uh, simplification's sake because I want to keep the game running fairly smoothly. By the way, the rest of this episode is probably going to be a little bit of table talk, which uh, may not be everybody's cup of tea, but we got to do a little bit of management because things are getting a little bit hairy in the rules department. Um, we need to level you guys up, for instance, which we haven't done in like six years. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, anybody, anybody want to do some shopping real quick? I was interested in that Phantom Fist. Okay. Is that is that anything you guys were eyeballing? I was when I thought I was going to get seven fifty, but <laughs> oh, I say okay. Uh, uh, no, I, so Travis, you want to pick up the Phantom Fist? I would like to purchase the Phantom Fist, which was sent in by Drew Davenport. Um, it makes your unarmed attacks a little bit stronger and allows you to knock back, uh, knock back enemies when you hit them with unarmed attacks. Yes. Okay. That's uh, 400 gold pieces, please, says the cashier. So I've done that Fantasy Costco. Sorry, actually, you're probably not going to, like, buy each item individually. You're going to throw it into, like, a huge oversized cart um, and probably purchase it all at once. But Yes. Is there uh, no samples? I mean, these places usually have... Yeah, here, have a sample of Phantom Fist, and then somebody punches (laughs) you Mm. in the sternum. Mm. Somebody punches you in the sternum a little bit, and you go flying back, like, six inches. Ah, that's what good did, Phantom Fist. What, what did you think? You can find that on aisle 416. Daddy-like. Uh, uh, anybody else buying stuff? I uh, I would like to ask about the unlimited pasta pass for 100 gold from uh, Dionys the th- 23rd. It says, can be used at any participating Olive Garden for free unlimited pasta for the owner of the pass and free soft drinks for their guests. Yeah. That doesn't seem to have huge implications for our game. Uh, and what's great is I actually edited it because the original description said it only lasted six weeks. So if you didn't find a fantasy Olive Garden in the first six weeks of the game, 
then your pasta pass is going to be for not. Well, I'm I'm clearly buying that. Okay. And, and then never using it. <laughs> and I'm buying the ring of pointing. Okay. Oh, were we supposed and, to just pick up everything we wanted? Yeah, just tell me what you want. Let's let's move through this thing. I, and I'm thick because that gives me a three hundred. And I think I'd also like the wand of switcheroo from Evan Abrams. It's I want to I want to knock that. I need to change the wand of switcheroo before you decide to buy it. It has three charges. That seems like way crazy powerful. And I didn't think about that. I think I think just one per day is probably probably okay. enough. Um, so go, you go ahead and say it, but just keep in when mind. When pointed at another creature of similar size than 100 feet and activated, the holder will switch places with the target if it is willing. If the target's unwilling, it must exceed a DC 17 constitution uh, saving throw to remain in place. Holds three charges, but apparently one now, and it regains one charge after a long rest. Yeah. Three charges, you could just be fucking switching, switch a ruin all day, every day. Just night crawling all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that brings you to 600. If nobody else wants any of those other items, then... Well, I... I, I wait a minute. Uh-uh. I, uh... I want the Scuttle Buddy. Okay. Uh, scuttle and, Buddy. Who sent in the uh, Scuttle Buddy? Jason Hagel sent in the Scuttle Buddy. It's a uh, mechanical beetle that you can use as a spy. It will talk to you, but it won't have any, <laughs> anything interesting to say beyond its primary functions. Uh, and you can... Only wind it up four times before it breaks. Um, and I'm going to name him Ted. Ted the Scuttle Buddy. Um, so this is, you can use it to bug a room, to scout out an area. Um, it's very fragile, so it can be destroyed if anybody notices it while you're spying on them. Uh, you can only use it four times. Uh, it can't fly, but it can crawl around and stick to walls and stuff like that. It also can't collect items or interact with the environment for you. And I want a Slim Jim. Well, we don't have those here, sir. Well, you got everything at we Fantasy can s- Costco. Now, we can sell you 1,200 Slim Jims. <laughs> what we can sell, you, we can sell you essentially a hay bale of Slim Jims, and that's going to cost you 15,000 gold pieces. Now, hold off. Um, okay. I'm also going to pick up the Stones of Far Speech. How many? Um, oh, I thought it was a set. Mm-mm. Are you Okay, three, you can have three for 100 gold. Thank you. Fire no, no, I'll tell you what. I'll give you three for 200 gold. I'll meet you in the middle. Okay. I'll accept that deal. You're getting haggled. They do a lot of haggling at Costco. A lot of people don't know that. Kip. It's a little cost, little co- real-life Costco hack. Just, like, no. start arguing with them about the prices of things, and they'll bow. <laughs> it's really a suggestion. Uh-huh. Uh, any, really, any restaurant. Ch- Chipotle will we'll do that, too. Um, Foot Locker. Uh, houses. Uh, cars. What do we Is want, Is there Trevor? a fantasy Chipotle? Uh, no. Nice try. No, right, way to question. set that trap up, and I just jumped right over it. What is it, Travis? Um, now that I've got the rail splitter, is there a system put in place to, like, sell my old axe, or is it just gone? Um, no, nobody's gonna want to buy that shit. Oh. It's I garbage. I, did, I didn't want to tell you, because I didn't want to hurt your feelings, but you've been using a garbage axe this whole time. <laughs> okay. Well, how much we got left, you know? I haven't. Been, you, I was hoping that you would keep track of your. I spent all my money. Yeah, I Tacos did too. Out. Well, I should have at least. You got two fifty left. left. Yeah, almost enough for that extreme teen Bible. I know. Not quite. Do they have any left? No, they're both out. When you say almost a month, you mean like half the amount you need? Yeah. That's not almost. Will you read the description of the extreme teen Bible? Yeah, I know. Will you re- just read it out loud? 
a plus one holy symbol. He thought you wanted to read it to himself. Yeah, I was was reading it to myself. A plus one holy symbol. The cover features a rad skateboarder. Allows the user to more easily spread the good word of Morthammer Dwin to teens. (laughs) Now, before we check out at the checkout line... If I may, I Dad, my I think you'll get way more use out of that than the Scuttle Buddy. The Scuttle Buddy seems cool. Let Dad, but... let Dad spend his money how hey, he wants to spend okay. it. Who's fucking this dog? <laughs> what? There are no dogs on the moon. <laughs> no dogs on the moon. All right, I tell you what, we'll take the six. I'll tell you what, I'll offer you six hundred. Okay. It's, for the Scuttle you, Buddy, you don't, stop, you're yelling. Uh, you sorry, got a I got microphone. Excited. Uh, I'll offer you six hundred. Hey, you calm the fuck down, sir. <laughs> There's no yelling in Fantasy Costco. <laughs> I'll offer you six hundred for the Scuttle Buddy and the Extreme Teen Bible, and I will throw in, give to you this armless robot and my old. Axe. What am I? What am I gonna do with an armless robot and an you'll old find, garbage axe? You'll find some fool to buy him, just like we're buying this stuff. I don't appreciate the implication that I'm going to want to do sex stuff with this armless robot <laughs> that you're obviously trying to make. This implication, I mean. That's my deal. Take it uh, or leave it. Um, can you sweeten the pot? Can you sweeten the pot at all? I have this deck of cheating playing cards. Ooh, interesting. Let me see those. Yeah, these are, uh, these, this is just a, it looks like a deck of playing cards, but it looks like there's like 12 aces up in here. Hey, so. I got a, I got a jade frog. Interesting. I can um, throw the jade frog in there. I wrote down the word goo on my sheet. At some point, <laughs> did I get some goo? No, you had goo on your sheets. I'll tell you oh, what, the, the, give me ew. your gooey sheets. Give me your sex robot. <laughs> give me your gooey sheets. Give me your sex robot. Give no, me your garbage axe. This is exactly what the Statue of Liberty says at the bottom, right? I didn't know. Give me. Give me your gooey give sex me your sheets. your gooey sheets. Your armless robot. Your armless your sex robot. Um, Yearning to be free. You throw all that in. You give me 600 gold. And the holy symbol you're using right now. This nameless cashier says. And, uh, and I'll make that trade with you. All right, but I want to hang on to the armless robot. Oh, Ooh. God. I'll had, throw in the jade frog. I'll give you the jade frog. I had big, big robot. plans for that armless robot. <laughs> oh, all right. All right, deal. Kay. Deal. You trade in all of that junk and $600, 600 gold dollars, uh, and you uh, you get the Extreme Teen Bible and the Scuttle Buddy. And I want a warranty. There's got to be a warranty. Uh, the Bible doesn't need a warranty, sir. It's the good book. <laughs> I, it'll never stop being good. And to be fair, the Scuttle Buddy is designed to break. Yeah, the Scuttle Buddy is going to break. right there him, on the so. tag. Um, I will insure the Scuttle Buddy for another 350 gold pieces. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the purchase price of the Scuttle Buddy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you all check out with your new items. Please, 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 sweet Jesus, write those down. Um, because I am not going to. And each of you now has one of the stones of far speech. Like, yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and hand them out. So you guys can be in, like, your different tree tree forts, your, your different tree houses in different parts of town. Just like, hey, you up? Hey, we'll, come AS- up with a, we'll come up with a special language that only we can understand later. Hey, ASL. <laughs> no, not that. Um, all right, let's level you guys up. Um, yeah. Because we need to level you up desperately. Uh, do I need to grab my player's handbook, or do you guys have yours? I'm already leveled uh, up. You might as well have it, Griffin. Yeah, let me get mine real quick. So yeah, we need to level you guys up. I also want to 
let you guys pick your character specialization. So in Dungeons & Dragons, each class has basically different uh, paths that they can go down. And the problem is that, uh, Travis, you, you made your own character because you had a little bit more experience, but uh, Taco and Merle were both these like pre-rolled characters. Um, and I want you guys to be able to come up with your own sort of paths for them because i i mean a lot of people think the rules are boring or whatever but i think it's kind of an important part of character development too so um i wanted to give you guys the opportunity to pick your specializations and i'm going to level you up to level four you're level two right now so i'm going to jump you up jump you up a couple you i mean you've done a lot of stuff i've just sort of been slacking on the character management side of it so let's move through this like relatively Quickly, because yeah, we're known for that. Why don't you choose one uh, one at a time, uh, w- Griffin, and just like go through with that person's? Well, let's list, start. Like... Let's start with Travis because I know that Magnus, yeah. you've already picked sort of uh, yeah. the path for Magnus. And I can explain can... the basic. Like, yeah, explain what it is, and then and then you can. So because you level up, every time you level up, you get additional hit points. So you'll mm-hmm. roll your hit dice and add your Constitution modifier to that, and that gets added to your total hit points. And then you'll do that again. Because you get two levels worth, um, okay. and go ahead and pick your specialization too. Great, and tell us so, what it is. Nine, four, thirteen, and then Constitution modifier. Okay, great. So then that's forty-one. Okay, Jesus, uh, what a yeah. tank! What a tank, folks! Built so, built like a brick shit house. So basically, uh, at least as far as fighter goes, with the specializations, you have three choices: champion, battle. Just master. tell us. Just explain the one that you're actually picking, because oh, okay, there is a neat one where you can do magic and shit. But yeah, something I chose tells me against you're that one only because we already have two casters in the party. Um, yeah, so sure. I chose Battlemaster, um, which has a lot of cool stuff that goes along with it. But the main things are one uh, combat superiority, which at level three um, you learn maneuvers, which are basically taking the place of like the special skills that you got in like previous editions. Um, and then you learn addition, so you get three of those to start out with, and then you learn additional ones as you level up. Um, and you use something called uh, superiority dice to do that. You start with four of those, and then you gain more um, at higher levels. Um, and you also get an ability called student of war. Um, at third level, you gain proficiency with one type of artisan tools of your choice. The idea being with Battlemaster that you're an expert at all different forms of like battle and combat. So like you've studied outside of just fighting. So um, with these superiority dice, you can spin those in battle to do these special maneuvers that yes. will allow you to do things like disarm an enemy or parry or riposte or something yes, like that. Those so, are the three maneuvers I've chosen. You've nailed Oh, them. shit. Cool. Um, disarming means I like roll. Yeah, we. To, can, I think we can figure. Yeah. You um, what what then, uh, what special artisan? I'm curious to hear what. Well, what trade craft you? It's picked a great up. question because I had said cook, but now, now I'm feeling like maybe glass blower, <laughs> uh, maybe calligrapher. So you can make your own your own paraphernalia. Yeah, you know, wink, wink. For um, that, for that good, good Middle Earth grass. For that. <laughs> That Hobbit Kush. <laughs> that kind um, Hobbit Kush. So come back to me on that. But yeah, so I went with Battlemaster, um, Repost, Parry, and Disarming Attack. And I start with four dice. It also, um, at level four, you get to add two ability points. Um, to any of their six main stats or one and one. Yeah. And so I went with uh, Constitution to bump it up to 16. And wisdom to bump it up to nine, so I no longer have a negative wisdom modifier. 
Eight and nine is still negative one. Oh. I see. Does that change your decision at all? It does. You can put them both into wisdom, and that'll be zero. Yeah, but then fuck wisdom. Like, I'm not going to use it. Well, you know what? I'm going to put them both into strength, then. And bump oh, me up shit. to 18. Like, okay. if I'm going for tank, I'm going to stick with tank. Okay, so that brings you up to 18, which I think gives you a plus four modifier. So now you get one additional on any strength-based yeah. attack or roll or whatever. Okay, cool. Uh, so Travis is good to go. Um, Dad, you want to go next? Sure. Uh, okay, so clerics have what are called domains, and that basically informs like special powers that you get as you level up. Um, right. And it also gives you certain spells that you don't have to prepare. You just have them on hand at any given time. Um, Merle started out as a life domain one, which is just life domain is all about like, healing and stuff like that. And that may be what you want to go with, but there's other cool ones like uh, Tempest, which gives you like storm-based powers, right. um, or Light, which lets you blind and burn enemies. Um, well, I was kind of thinking of maybe nature. <clears throat> Interesting. I never pictured you as the Captain Planet type, but... Uh, well, I really wanted something that worked with machines, but I, I don't see anything there. Okay. Um, so what does is, what is the nature thing do? Well, uh, gods of nature are as varied as the natural world itself. Are you just reading from the book? Because that'll take six years. Okay. Um, actually, this uh, they use this to help uh, interact with nature, with plants, and with animals. And, uh, yeah, it's more So you're going in more of like a druidic direction a little bit a little bit okay yep i, I expect you to role play a little bit earthier then maybe a, right. l- a little bit crunchier with your vibe. i will be a little crunchier i'll uh, i'll add some granola we'll do a little uh, we'll do a crunchy retcon on merle high church there we go so that means i gotta change gods oh shit yeah oh mordhammer dwin is gonna be so hurt when he finds out well, especially since he just bought that symbol- bible can I? Can that transfer over? Yeah, yeah. Any, it's it's it is a agnostic. It can it can preach the good word of any god, but it's just really good at getting that word out to the teen population. Well, I still want to stick with with reaching out and evangelizing the teen. Yeah, but I want to do it for Pan. Pan, you know, a great the, way to reach teens is you go to teengoogle.com. <laughs> you can get really get in touch with teens. I'll check that out. Teengoogle.com. That's teen a Google. URL, Dad. You don't know this yet. That's the URL we bought. We own teengoogle.com. Oh. Yeah, so whatever you... If you got a good idea for that, good money-making idea, we bought teengoogle.com. Cool. Okay, um, so we can figure out your... Because uh, you because you have the nature domain, you are now proficient with heavy armor, right. uh, which means you can wear heavy armor and uh, cast spells still. In order to cast spells wearing armor, you have to be proficient in that type of armor, so now you can put on bulky stuff. But I think the life domain also had that, so you should be good yeah. there. Um and you will get uh, proficiency in either animal handling, nature, or survival. I think animal handling. Okay. Just to piss Travis off? or Yeah. Son okay. of a exactly. bitch. Because Travis doesn't get everything. Okay. But I do um, have animal handling. So you can channel divinity, um, which is something you can do, I think, twice per day. And you can use that to either turn undead, which is something every cleric can do, um, which is kind of uh self-explanatory if undead or near you cast that and they have to move away from you um but the nature domain lets you also charm animals and plants using channel divinity yeah you can make any animal or plant which is interesting friendly to you um (laughs) for like 30 minutes or something like that or one minute sorry one minute um so yeah 
that's your new stuff. Yeah, I and think like, the only the only thing you need to do now is get some extra health. So roll uh, a d8. Five. A five. And what's your constitution modifier? Plus two. So seven. And then do it again. Four and two. That's six. So 13. You get 13 extra hit points. Cool. Uh, you can assign two stat points. Um, Basically, every even number, you move up to another modifier. So if you have something that's an odd number, you may want to think about throwing a point into that. Say constitution is 15. Yeah, so if you added one to that, it would move up to plus three. Okay, I tell you, I don't like having a negative in anything, so I'm going to throw both of them into dexterity. Okay. Yeah, so you're going to... Okay, that's a good idea, because you use dexterity for a lot of stuff, and having a negative one there is going to be really bad. So you have bumped that score up to ten, which changes the modifier to zero. So now you no longer have basically a dexterity penalty. Okay. And I think that's it for you. All right. And uh, Taco. Yes. Uh, so I think Taco, the, like, build that came with the game that we were using for a while was just an evocation school. So, so wizards choose different schools of magic, and that does sort of the same thing as cleric domains. Um, uh, and the one that was the pre-rolled version was the school of evocation, which is basically damaging magic. Mm -hmm. Um, but that may not be what you want to go into. There's other stuff like necromancy or, um, alteration or, um, all kinds of different stuff have you thought about what school you wanted to go with yeah i'm gonna be joining the school of transmutation okay it's not a, i don't think it's an actual school i don't think there's like a hogwarts some, some well some are you know um <laughs> some of the some of the schools do have uh, actual physical schools uh connected to them okay so there a wizard might study the school of illusion that there in in some towns and Another wizard studies across town at the School of Enchantment. There's sometimes physical schools. And there's, they have, uh, they have uh, a very uh, contentious football rivalry between them. Right. The, their, their, uh, the last year in the final championship game, was it was 2-0. to zero. It was the highest scoring game they've ever had. Yeah, there was, was one... Physically, just Yeah, very feeble. Very feeble. Feeble. Super feeble people. Uh, so yeah, uh, transmutation yeah. is sort of the tr- uh, changing energy and matter from one thing to another thing, basically. Not, not uh, you know, sort of the magical version of of alchemy, I guess. Not to say alchemy isn't magical, but you know what I mean. Not a chemical thing, but literally changing something to something else. Okay. Um, so what does that allow you to do? Well, at my second level, uh, I get copying transmutation spells is right. We really haven't been, we haven't been We're doing, not really that, doing so. that, though, so that ain't that great. Uh, and I also, um, contemporary, I get minor alchemy, uh, so I can temporarily alter the physical properties of one non-magical object, changing it from one substance to another. You perform a special alchemical procedure on one object composed entirely of wood, stone, iron, copper, silver, transforming it into a different one of those materials. Um, for each 10 minutes you spend performing the procedure, you can transform up to one cubic feet of material. So... Um, not so, super fast acting. Okay, so you can change wood, stone... That lasts for an hour. Iron, copper, or silver into yeah, any one, one of, of those, those other, other things. things. Okay, yeah, that could be fun. You can do some fun stuff with that. And th- you get some dope shit later on in this Yeah, tree, later right? it, gets, it gets live. And then I got some new spells and stuff that I'll... I, I can either tell you now or I can just... No, if you... I mean, I've already added them to the What thing. are the... Uh, you, you get four new spells, two for each level, right? And I, I think your spell slots, you should be able to start learning second-level spells. So Yeah, I actually picked up second-level spells at uh, level three. So if you, for, in layman's terms, that just means 
you and uh, Merle also have moved on to like another echelon of magic. Second level spells are more powerful than first level spells. Um, in fact, I accidentally let Merle use a second level spell when he shouldn't have been able to. Yeah, uh, I thought in the that last too. episode. Yeah, goofed on that. But you know what? Uh, Accidents are going to happen. I'm also going to put two points into my uh, charisma. Oh, uh, interesting. Okay, to get it from eight to ten. Okay, because so it was zero. Now it was negative one before. Now it's zero. Yes, right. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you're you're. I see what you're saying. You're doing the same thing, kind of that Merle did with his dexterity. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you also need to roll a d6 and add your Constitution modifier, and then do that again. I already did that. I'm up to um. I'm up to twenty six overall to get hit points. Beefy, beefy boy. Uh-huh. Fairly, fairly beefy boy. I guess. I guess um, you could say you're a beefy boy. Okay. Um, cool. So that's where you guys are at. Now you're ready for the next stage of the adventure. Uh, join us next time on the Adventure Zone when we don't do precise stat calculations for a half hour, I promise. But feel free to tell us if we did something wrong, because I feel like I'm so wrong. Don't, like, stuff it. I don't care. Yeah, I, I don't want to know we did something <laughs> wrong. It's just jokes and jokes and jokes, folks. But it's also storytelling, excitement, adventure... Keep your fucking Romance. back to yourself. Well, no, don't, because we love it. Stuff it in your magical ass. Okay. Yes. You guys Stuff actually... If, magic ass. You didn't buy the magic ass at Fantasy Costco. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like Wait, a bag, you... it's like a bag of holding, but for ass. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. The Muppet Show. World War II. The song I Knew You Were Waiting For Me by Aretha Franklin and George Michael. So many great things have come from the collaboration between the U.S. and the U.K. But never let us forget that at the heart of it all, our two nations are deadly rivals. Join me, Dave Holmes, for International Waters, a transatlantic panel game that pits comedians in London and comedians in Los Angeles against each other. It's like the Revolutionary War, but with, like, way more jokes about One Direction and cinema. Find it in iTunes or at MaximumFun.org.